0: Detailed visualization It is easier to orient to various areas in canal and its wall. Let us see left side entry. Exiting and traversing route, an axilla can be visualized by looking at own left hand with stretched thumb. Thumb is exiting, index traversing and thumb metacarpophalangeal joint is DRG. For right side we use own right hand. The index and thumb are not in the same plane, and thumb exiting root slopes out ventrally. This helps in visualization. Traversing nerve 2 slopes down later towards lower level at ventral root canal entry. We orient to a clock face as we land inside foramen or the disc, in our standard inside out approach. On entry to disc, both sides are formed by end plates, on left entry left is cranial that is 9 o'clock if we advance more inside disc towards midline we land under pll and occupy concavity of the posterior annulus it is here that we may have trapped nuclear fragments in disc that has lost its central concavity in chronic non-healing annular tears that may give persistent back pain mainly in younger individuals and hard collagenized annulus in elderly causing prodocation Coming outwards a little by retreating to foramen, we are under paracentral zone. This is a weak annular area most commonly we find osteophytes here on either end plate and stenosis. Common to see them towards upper end plate at disc 9 o'clock. In left entry then on retreating in foramen, when we are in in half-in-half-out position, ventral is 6 and facet is always at 12 o'clock. We have sap tip at 11 to 12 on left entry. The facet stretches from 4, lower pedicle area, upwards to 11. Lower pedicle is about 4. At about 9, we have edge of the cephalad vertebral body and towards apex of the combines triangle just above and we are looking at lower Macnab's hidden zone cephalad to this point. When we land at lower zone 3 o'clock we are able to see and work in upper part of hidden zone that lies distal to it in lower zone. Precision in entry and access to canal. Line drawing. After years of experience with endoscopy, in a wake-aware patient treatment of disc herniations and migrated disc herniations that travels the disc margins up and down in upper or lower zone canal and epidural space, now we have refined our transforaminal axis and method for access to stenosing canal. This surgery is stitch-less and under local anesthesia that is suited to patients with comorbid medical conditions and in advanced age. Transforaminal surgery initial steps are guided by fluoroscopy alone till we insert R-scoping. Preoperative assessment is done on imaging and decides the approach trajectory and details. Initial access to foramen is now standardized and has been published as evolving methodology in 2001 by author and Dr. Jung emphasizing precision possible in access to foramen by line drawing. We draw lines relevant to disk space and foramen to enter. Our targets are never beyond few, 8 mm from our landing point. Line 1 midline posterior. To disk space, As is seen. 3. Lateral line aligning with inclined disc space for low doses. 4. Imaginary line to move up, in low doses, to cross line 3. This cross is skin entry for foramen. Intended target zone and wall may change the entry point and trajectory. Important to note is when we land in foramen, we are closer to all targets. We can work on them mostly without bone removal. In open surgery on entry we are in lower infradiscal area. In endoscopy we are on the disc in middle zone. Skin entry 13 CMAs from midline can help avoid peritoneum. For better visualization on APC arm image we draw vertical lines. 1. Midline and 2. Medial pedicle line 3. Lateral pedicle line Area between medial, facet edge may be little more medial and lateral pedicle lines to 2-3 is foramen. We land almost always at medial pedicle line of L4-5 or L5-S1 in middle zone. Additionally, we draw following horizontal lines in AP image to delineate the zones. A. Across inferior border of pedicle line. B. Upper end plate line. Lower end plate of vertebra above or IL. IL is inferior end plate line. Area above IL is upper zone. Note tip of SAP is in this line seen in sagittal image dividing the foramen. See lower end plate line. Upper end plate of lower vertebra. For access to lower zone, we land closer to lower end plate at disc level. D across mid across pedicle horizontal line and E across next inferior border of lower caudal pedicle canal between D and E is buffer zone and is non symptomatic in stenosis importance of understanding anatomy in 3DC video links dot area between C and D will be hotly contested by open surgeons as difficult this is lower zone and has three layers in sagittal plane from above down. Soft tissue lateral risses, bony lateral risses, and is buffer zone. THETEQ system, patent pending. I have realized that accessing roof of the foramen in upper zone is easy but in middle and lower it is difficult in very severe stenosis. Transverse process is in a plane that we traverse during our landing in foramen. It is a strong cortical bone and forms a margin of a bony triangle outside the foramen of L5-S1. For L4-5, we use both L4 and L5 transverse process base and our teku across both transverse processes. For using teku technology, we have devised new plan for line drawing lines for precision landing. The new teku system is a fulcrum for our rigid instruments onwards to foramen. The transverse process of L5 can be a strong fulcrum, an anchor for the cannula at L5-S1 accessing roof of the lateral wrists. If spine is osteoporotic and the transverse process is weak then we use a retractable removable insert on and across the transverse processes of L4 and L5 together as shown here to be used as base anchor and fulcrum to work against bony roof of the stenotic canal even from a distance to foramen. Principles of Surgery for Upper Zone Percutaneous entry by 18G needle under awake-aware conditions done with guidance of C-arm imaging. Land closer to cephalad end plate. Cross over the end plate to upper zone canal. The anterior bony wall in central canal is covered with PLL. Towards foramen and supralatally, it contains mainly segmental artery and DRG. We look for tip of SAP that is dorsally in line with end plate. In collapsed, disc, it comes in view, cephalar to our landing. Rotating cannula towards head will show tip of SAP. Upper zone targets in stenosis are tackled by soft tissue foraminoplasty. We do not need to be inside central canal or medial to medial pedicle line. There is no facet joint in upper zone roof. There are no symptom generators in upper zone central canal. This area also may harbor various inflammatory foci related to disc or facet and give radicular pain that if inflammatory alone can be tackled by periradicular infiltration of steroids or PRP platelet-rich plasma. During surgery, we use curate's working right or left on tip of SAP to cut it and scrape off the soft tissue. We then trace the ligament to inner face of the facet. We can use straight curate intradiscal on end plate in case of osteophytes. Removal of osteophyte is done intradiscal by scrapping. In upper foramen when going cephalad we stop if we visualize the DRG or pulsating soft tissue. It is extremely risky to go cephalad to DRG due to presence of segmental artery. In upper foraminal dorsal area, the subpar's ligamentum flavum is in three layers and superficial is horizontal like a sheet and may be part of operculum and peridural membrane. Middle is vertical hanging from roof. Deeper horizontal layer is likely to be adherent to dural sac, and since it may be a part of the peridural membrane, pulling at this deeper ligamentum flavum is painful. Since patient is awake and aware, during surgery a safe access and a natural neuromonitoring is possible and patient can report pain in real time. I use transparent working sheath or cannula to visualize the anatomy while specially working extraforaminal teku anchor. Post-OP dysesthesia is likely if we work too close to DRG or in a very stenotic foramen or use high-energy modalities like laser or RF plasma near neural tissue or use excessive sedation or anesthesia to avoid procedural pain and handle tissue too much. This can be avoided by using tang of cannula rotating it towards head to protect the DRG while working on SAP tip and tissue on and around it. Upper zone at L4-5 is known to have furcal nerves towards roof, traveling dorsally in view, distally joining L5. Anomalous nerves explain pain better than images. Adequacy of surgery is known by pulsating DRG seen at end of decompression, transmitted by segmental artery. Significant causes in failed open surgery for disc herniations are seen at this zone. The cause is soft tissue at tip of sap and roof tissue over axilla, unreachable in open surgery. This is mainly because this is hidden zone for the traditional approach. DRG is situated in this zone and neuroaugmentative therapies are evolving. We as transforaminal endoscopists are best positioned to deliver them. Illustrative case Illustrates hypertrophied ligament as seen in image MRI. We land in disc closer to upper end plate. We work on subparse tissue by using bar, curates and RF plasma devices. We see pre- and post-OP images to clearly show what tissue is removed. Teku technology is generally not needed in upper-zone stenosis. We can land in foramen closer to face it ventral surface, then gentle depression towards ground of the working cannula at surgery is enough to reach tip of SAP. As we progress medially, we do see under surface of the IAP. We do not have joint here. We stop on seeing IAP dot as we work against roof that is bony it is safe to use scraping instruments. The exiting nerve is already sloping out and ventral so staying close to roof is safe and correct way of tackling this stenosis. Working directly on roof without anchoring in annulus is possible with teku. Use of TEKU will improve our access and effectiveness. Most times surgery in stenosis may be a mix of symptom generators in all three zones and all three walls. Principles of Surgery for Middle Zone Perspective built on landing in middle zone at safe zone of combine. Middle zone axis forms very basis of transforaminal surgery for disc herniations and stenosis. Middle zone symptom generators in stenosis are most variable and at middle zone, we are working ventral and additionally posterolateral to central canal and dural sac. Central canal is bounded by medial faces of IAP facets on sides, and canal roof has sublaminal and subarticular part. Here stenosis is due to pincer of the inner laminar walls, with hypertrophied ligamentum flavum coating it and lateral upward oblique part of the ligamentum flavum that forms subarticular part. Crossing part of upward-outward directed ligamentum over vertical or angled edge of the facet joint is roof of the axilla of the roots. Conceptually, all roots emerge from conus as part of goda equina. Traversing root passes upper and mid-zones as intrathecal. In lower zone the nerve exits teka and then root has sheath infradiscal at entry point to root canal closer to lower pedicle. It is extremely sensitive to mechanical irritation here. The null fibers cannot move in case of compression by disc or bone. These points are for the L5 root in lower zone medial to the L5 pedicle and for the S1 root just below the L5-S1 disc. If the root sleeve is fixed above and below, making it more immobile, severe stretching and compression of the interradicular part of traversing nerve may result in symptoms, especially if compressed bilaterally. Medial inner facet face, its covering and edge compression of the dural sac, if only unilateral, is less irritating for traversing nerve root because it has more space to move intrathecally. It is buffered by CSF around and compressible venous plexus and epidural fat. Role of facet inclination Up and lower borders of middle zone are in line with end plates. Posterior wall is part lamina, an upper attachment of ligamentum flavum on ventral surface of upper lamina and edge of lower lamina. Ligamentum flavum may line the lower border of this zone, but more important is its subarticular, and upper zone upper foraminal part as it moves oblique upwards in coronal plane. What inclination remains from SAP tip to lower pole IAP of facet face and what is the effect of changing inclination of facet joint on traversing root all along and at entry in lateral wrists has not been well studied yet. Pincer-like constriction of bilateral traversing roots is possible as, at middle zone, Circular dural sac is caught by a triangular pincer of the facet's edges and faces. Acute angle of lamina also may add to this. Traversing nerve is always on inside face and edge of the facet. It is dorsal in dural sac floating in sagittal cuts, as seen in MRI supine imaging, but then slopes down to ventral lower zone and at or just around end plate of disc that is border between middle and lower zone. This is where the nerve that is medial to the facet becomes lateral to it in axial cuts and then ventral in sagittal plane and enters the root canal medial to pedicle. It is fixed to ventral wall of canal. Dorsally, it has upper edge of the lower lamina or lower pole of IAP as it enters root canal. In coronal view, nerve root crosses the facet pole. Acute laminar angle results in central sublaminar and subarticular central stenosis as the facet faces and edges act like a pincer towards the dural sac that has cauda equina roots lying inside, seen dorsally in supine MRI. In lower lumbar level, the triangle of lamina covers more of dural sac as compared to upper lumbar spine, where it is less wide and the profile more circular. Interlaminar window is not exactly opposite disc in sagittal plane but below that level. This makes interlaminar access difficult as bone removal becomes must for access to areas that matter. Posterior wall of middle zone is formed by parts of both bony rings with interlaminar ligamentum flavum between edges of lamina. Ligamentum is attached to ventral surface of cephalad lamina But EDG of corded lamina into slips. The axis through this window is far away from targets. Margins of middle zone shared with upper and lower zone anteriorly. The axis is only relevant to midline interlaminar and interface its soft tissue. For all other targets, we will need to remove progressively more bone. Access to middle zone is well studied, validated, and published. Inside out technique is commonly used to access middle zone but additionally outside in bony foraminoplasty helps in tackling stenosis The entry point on skin and trajectory is changed as per our target facet inclination and the likely texture of the tissue MRI sometimes shows G not less prominent than during in vivo visualization Middle zone central canal stenosis is important and can be easily relieved by lowering hard floor and raising facet non-articular bony and soft tissue roof of the canal restoring the volume of the canal. If need be bilaterally, traditionally was done by cutting bony rings at facet joints that may result in instability and is indirect decompression of neurovascular symptom generators. We achieve volume expansion by lateral decompression of extra-articular bone and soft tissue, that is direct decompression. There is a no posterior midline dorsal cause. It is caused by posterolateral pincer of the facet faces and edges and may be increased in severity by anterior disc changes or additionally congenital short pedicles and acute laminar angels. Principles of surgery We land at medial pedicle line or lateral edge of dural sac. Medial edge of the facet is dorsal and little medial to medial pedicle line in coronal plane. Entry and lateral decompression is by bony foraminoplasty by undercutting ventral face of superior facet, assumes it is more coronal in stenosis, till we come at edge of the dural sac. This has been popular part of outside-in technique in disc surgery. Dealing with foraminal soft tissue at entry to foramen by soft tissue foramenoplasty for detethering dural sac and root is done and then we tackle central stenosis. Ventral extra-articular facet undercutting is proven way of improving canal volume and is important part of lateral plane bony decompression, furthermore medially includes anterior and posterior wall actions too. Comparison by Usman and Punjabi in cadaver studies highlights positives of transforaminal bony decompression in stenosis vis-a-vis posterior midline axis and laminotomy or laminectomy that is inherently destabilizing. Transforaminal obviously gives larger volume expansion. Lateral plane decompression of middle zone is transforaminal solution for central canal stenosis. Anterior osteophytes from either end plate need removal by using a bar or curate along vertebral margin. Overhang of the facet is present with sagittal facets that looks like it is hypertrophied in and during transforaminal axis and more cutting as part of axis of extra articular surface of the facet ventrally may be needed to reach canal. Conceptually, transforaminal axis. And undercutting has been suggested to work on both lateral facet and medial facet at their edges as a solution for central stenosis. Central midline sublaminar ligamentum flavum is not involved in central stenosis. This eye is an important anatomical detail that needs proper appreciation. If symptoms indicate a bilateral cause and images support it, we may do bilateral decompression one stage or same stage central canal stenosis treated by posterior midline axis has been ignoring lateral and unnecessarily emphasizing central causes it cuts and may destabilize the facet joints that is both bones too it is more of legacy than a proper focused studied solution for the central stenosis corda equina roots are inside the thecal sac normally buffered by csf and fat but compression and stretching by interradicular facet pincer changed disc profile anteriorly and posterolateral bulge results in symptoms illustrative cases mainly for image analysis in middle zone mainly related to disc margin facet margins ligamentum flavum related changes image below for upper zone on right above is ventral cutting mid cadaver part showing tissue cut Lower endoscopic view Added case Principles of surgery for lower zones Traditional surgery is still unclear about anatomy, dimensions, and symptom generators in roof and floor and lateral wall of inaxial cut AC-shaped lateral wrists. It is known, however, that root is closer and immobile with ventral and lateral wall at this root canal entry area and lower down, very close to lateral wall that is pedicle groove. This area may be covered by or be part of peridural membrane that now is proposed to be synovium-like with its inflammatogenic properties. Traditional surgery has been highlighting ease of access to lateral recess contents by working on its roof by medial tectomy after posterior midline interlaminar roof access. Traditional surgical decompression directed towards changes in roof due to facet cause are able to relieve symptoms indirectly by breaking the unyielding bony ring. There is no clear guideline about amount of facet bone to be removed and many times we may land in breaking or total removal of an articular part of facet and add to instability. Degenerative changes An ineffective remodeling of facet joint may partially removed facet too weak to bear any load. This can happen more commonly with osteoporotic spine. In scoliosis and rotational deformities of the posterior elements of the vertebrae and degenerative changes in facet joints and its ventral face may compress dura and roots. Part facet removal may result in instability traditional surgeons then commonly additionally propose and justify stabilization for iatrogenic instability iatrogenic instability during open surgery decompression can be avoided accessing floor of the lateral recess is impossible in open surgery unless more and more of facet is sacrificed to go medial or lateral to the traversing nerve at entry to root canal The root is fixed to ventral and lateral wall by peridural membrane and other likely ligaments and is sensitive due to pathophysiological changes that generate symptoms. It is important to note that we are not mobilizing the fixed to ventral wall nerve but decompressing it from exterior force by a hands-off approach. In traditional only dorsal wall, in transforaminal all 360-degree decompression. In transforaminal axis, it is inherently simple and easy as we access the symptom generators all around root at floor and roof and lateral wall. WE ARE additionally effective on roof by using TQTCH. We are not mobilizing the root from its immobilized position but decompressing it. Compressing and immobilizing causes and this distinction is not well studied yet. Traditionally, facet removal has fudged these details. Presence and role of ligamentum flavum is unclear in lower zone mainly at lower pole of the IAP. Role of peridural membrane too is not very clear in symptom generation. Lower zone as a term includes infradiscal canal, lateral viscus, and root canal. Lumbar canal lower zone is caudal to lower end plate and extends to lower border plane of lower, corded pedicle. In coronal view in intact spine, it is hidden by upper edge of the lower lamina and in sagittal view by body of pedicle. It is only zone of canal that has a closed lateral wall, unlike upper and middle zone that open in foramen in lateral wall. Boundaries of lateral wrists' lower zone are body, in front, Part of soft tissue that may be annular or facial but lower down laterally inner wall of pedicle. Posteriorly laterally is angled lamina and posteromedially IAP and facet joint and lower pole IAP that is apparently not covered by ligament flavin, endoscopy perspective, and so may not be contributing to symptoms. L5 root begins its travel in root canal or rhesus at lower end plate at L45 disc, going down a long bony groove over medial wall of pedicle L5 and then further going out around medial and inferior wall of pedicle opening out in foramen of L5-S1. The nerve changes its cores in sagittal plane from being dorsal inside dural sac at L45 level intrathecally may be floating and supine positional on MRI, to ventral at root entry. In coronal image it looks almost as an uninterrupted straight line from conus to toes but immobile and fixed at root canal entry and later at exit. Walls of the risses are smooth except at entry and sometimes posterior wall middle roof, in lices, liceses. At entry of traversing root, to root canal may be affected ventrally and part laterally by anterior osteophytes, posterior disc annular changes, and dorsally lower facet margin at tip of IAP, including soft tissue, synovial and the tissue. When disc is collapsed, IAP may go down and may abut on traversing nerve in lateral recess at roof. Anatomical relation between IAP lower pole and Root needs better imaging studies in normal and diseased spines. Comparison and Cummins Transforaminal and posterior midline interlaminar axis give entirely different view during surgery of lower zone. In open interlaminar axis surgery, we see IAP and its medial phase from behind to start with that is excised to cut upper bony ring and expose traversing nerve. In cross-sectional plane, the medial face of IAP commonly is 45 degrees angled slanting up and away. If the facet is more coronal, it has entire ventral face of SAP and ligaments in lower zone roof that is removed after IAP. If facet is too sagittal its edge, an IAP jutting into canal may add to symptoms. In a sagittal facet, less of SAP needs handling. What is the exact relation of edge of facet to traversing nerve needs good imaging and preoperative study. Surgery in lateral recess and lower zone is fought with very narrow bony walls. The lateral recess can be narrow, and working in that tight bony canal would need foraminoplasty in lower foramen to arrive and land in lateral recess. We work in lower notch, and after foraminoplasty, widening its walls, enter recess proper. Commonest intervention is needed on ventral and lateral to traversing root plane at its entry to root canal. Additional oblique pediculectomy from top of pedicle to mid-across level during endoscopy may be complementary in indirect volume expansion here. Access to all walls of lateral risses. When coming through foramen directing towards lower part of subfacet area we can tackle the anterior ventral floor changes. But how do we reach roof? This is now solved by Fulcrum Tech when needed. Axis is landing at mid-lower pedicle in AP X-ray image and at lower end plate of disc in lateral. This can be a good point to start working ventral to root on the end plate and act on disc changes and osteophytes. The area dorsal to root or under surface of the lower pole of IAP may be devoid of ligamentum flavum, but will have soft tissue cover, including facet capsule and at a leash of veins. This is away from landing point and much dorsal and deeper medial. Once we remove the soft tissue at lower pole of the facet, dorsal to traversing root and the medial wall of pedicle, upper medial quadrant, lateral to root we achieve complete C anterior, lateral, to root, and posterior decompression. The ligamentum flavum is commonly seen to be less relevant in this location. We may need added imaging intraoperative in form of facet arthrography at lower pole to identify if we need to and how to act on dorsal wall of risses here. 1 thing is certain medial facet, IAP is always completely dorsal to lateral FACET SAP, in a coronal-inclined joint. So, we may not come face-to-face face with joint line during endoscopy if joint is coronal. Evaluating the facet articulation and dimensions of the spinal canal and foramina preoperatively guides decision-making about limits of the safe facetectomy. Precise understanding of all walls is needed.1 Angle of facet inclination two, size of lower notch or its AP dimension three, commonly associated mainly middle zone causes, may need us to have two targets and to sequential separate access strategies for middle zone and then lower zone causes. With an extraframinal anchor, we can change our trajectory even mid surgery from mid to lower zone four, immobilized traversing route. Its cause and location of immobility in relation to bony walls must be confirmed preoperatively by proper imaging or intraoperative by using epidurography. Hemostasis at surgery of lower zone traversing root after it has separated from the sac is very sensitive at entry part of root canal in symptomatic patients. It is surrounded by leash of veins that come out of foramen and join ascending lumbar vein. They are known to ooze a lot during either surgery open or endoscopic. In endoscopy working underwater and with bipolar, RF or plasma cautery helps in hemostasis. This leash of vessels is part of peridural membrane. To Tests of Adequacy of Decompression per Henry Crock, 1. Nerve root at entry to root canal loses its extreme sensitivity to touching tested during awake aware transforaminal endoscopic surgery two the dramatic rapid riffling of the perineural veins on surface of the exposed nerve root indicates adequacy of surgical decompression in endoscopy it clarifies that there is no further need of posterior or dorsal compression traversing nerve and its journey a in canal b in lateral recesses C in foramen can be seen in coronal plane. This shows the asterisk deeper and superficial layer of the ligamentum flavum. Images clearly show both leaves when it attaches to lower lamina. This may or may not be relevant in all cases. The angle at which we approach the lower foramen and then under surface of the lamina, it needs bendable instruments in absence of TP-Teku fulcrum tech. 1. Flexible RF probes or side firing laser. 2. Articulated bur 3. Bendable curates and rigid trefine used for bone work. Since scope is 25 to 30 degree the work can be under vision. Patient being awake and aware makes it safe. 4. Oversized burrs can also be used by retro use. The surgeon end of the burr is introduced back through scope before using it during surgery. This can easily overcome limitation of working channel size of the scope. Illustrative case 1. Anterior causes in lower zone M63 back pain and claudication In this patient, the narrowing of the canal around traversing route is due to anteriorly disc changes and marginal osteophytes. We can clearly see that posterior wall here has no relation to symptom generation and open surgery in this case would be destroying the posterior wall of lower bony ring just as a part of axis. 2. Posterior cause in lower zone See how traversing route is affected. Your cause is at IAP lower pole and working after a transforaminal axis for channel plasty on roof of lower zone is very precise solution under local anesthesia this is eminently achievable by teku tech for beginners learning transforaminal surgery for lumbar stenosis and switching from posterior midline to foramen difficulty starts with jargon related to anatomy of foramen and access to foramen Appreciate that we can look at symptom-causing areas inside the canal on all its walls and target these walls adequately by lateral decompression by transforaminal axis in a stitch-less surgery under local anesthesia Our surgery is free of any biases like traditional system towards imaging and surgical techniques including stabilization. Our surgery has built-in foraminoplasty and plasti for lateral decompression. IMP, lower zone surgery, is essentially surgery in unyielding bony walls around entry part of root canal with causes mainly being disc and facet margins.